Hey guys, I hope you're having a good day. What is a good day? A good day is one that starts and ends spending time with our wonderful Lord. We've made it to chapter 2 of 2 Timothy. We're looking at verses 1 and 2. Character and crisis. Now we see gospel living is being scorned. Strong character is needed. Strong character is dependent on the grace of God. Chapter 1, we focused on fearless character. And now for this chapter, we're going to look at strong character. Paul said, Thou therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. And the things that thou hast heard of me among many witnesses, the same commit to faithful men who shall be able to teach others also. Timothy, you know how so many others have bailed, run, and hid. Don't be fearful. Don't be ashamed. Don't be disloyal to our Lord, our cause, or the gospel, or me. The therefores in Scripture are God's wonderful way of keeping us closely tied to the context and intent of the passage. The therefores are there for a reason. Paul's first chapter, or first 18 verses, compared the fearful with the fearless. And now, knowing Timothy and his natural tendencies quite well, lovingly and forcefully encourages him with these words, Therefore, be strong. Paul addressed Timothy as my son. Paul's personal plea reminds Timothy of his relationship with Paul and his responsibility before God. The imperative, be strong, is a command wrapped in compassion. Paul understands Timothy's fear and timidity and can confidently command him to be strong because he knows by personal experience that God will empower him through his grace. I'm curious, who has been a spiritual parent to you? What would hinder you from attempting to maybe disciple someone younger than you? What would keep you from being a kind of spiritual parent to one of your friends at school or church or even at work? The words be strong. What are the elements of a strong spiritual life? What makes some stronger than others? Why are some Christians strong and like other Christians weak? The answer is found in how we handle our fears. Weak people are consumed with fear. Strong individuals learn to manage their fears by the grace of God. When we allow our fears to overwhelm our faith, weakness will continue as spiritual anemia sets in. Be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. The source of true spiritual strength is Christ who strengthens through his enabling grace. When we meditated together on the book of Ephesians, especially the first part, Ephesians 1 through 3, Uh, It was entitled, In Christ. In Christ, we will find strength, might, confidence, and victory. Hey, let's take a peek at a few of Paul's encouraging texts to some young Christians involved in church plants near Ephesus and Philippi, Colossae, and Rome. Ephesians 6.10, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Colossians 1.11, strengthen with all might, according to his glorious power, unto all patience and longsuffering with joyfulness. And then Romans 8.37, nay, and in all these things we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. The very best definition of grace that I have found, the Holy Spirit whispered into the ears of Paul when he wrote, quote, For it is God who works in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure. That's Philippians 2.13. In essence, God is offering divine enablement, grace, to all who understand that God dependence and true humility are one and the same. I can't, but God can. I struggle. God doesn't. I constantly change my mind. God is immutable. 
What is grace? It is the power and the desire to do everything that pleases God. Can I say that again? It is the power and the desire to do everything that pleases God. God sneaks into a humble heart and goes to work. He magnifies the will, the desire, the craving, the want to, as he amplifies the do, the power, the strength, and the might. Actually, when you consider what Paul's friends, James and Peter, say about grace, there really is absolutely no excuse for sorry, weak, anemic living. Think about it. Um, God resists the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. And God is able to make all grace abound toward you that you always, having all sufficiency in all things, may abound to every good work. It is an all-powerful God that gives power. It is an almighty God that gives might. It is a strong, sovereign God that gives us strength. When Paul wrote, The things that thou hast heard of me among many witnesses, the same commit thou to faithful men, who shall be able to teach others also. He was sharing God's plan to proclaim his word in the gospel. God uses trustworthy, teachable people to teach trustworthy, teachable people who will teach trustworthy, teachable people. The word mentor can be both a noun and a verb, and both forms of the word should be a part of our lives if we wanted to follow Paul's simple 2 Timothy 2.2 admonition. You see, faithfulness is seen in the individual who is loyal to God, who has called him to serve and never allows weariness, adversity, or hardships to deter him from his commitment. Faithfulness surrounds himself with loyal and encouraging friends with names like trustworthy, dependable, committed, reliable, and responsible. Are you faithful? Are you trustworthy? Can others count on you to do what you have promised to do quickly and completely? A humble, teachable spirit is a rarity today. To teach others, you must have a driving passion to learn. Jesus said, learn of me. Paul said, the things which you have learned, do. A disciple asked, Lord, teach us to pray. Then there was David. Fourteen times in the Psalms, he prayed, Lord, teach me. Teach me your paths. Teach me your truth. Teach me your way. Teach me your statutes. Teach me your judgments. Teach me to do your will, for you are my God. Faithfully being able to teach is no cakewalk. It takes diligence, discipline, and a strong desire to please God. The writer of Hebrews reminds us of those who lack diligence, are undisciplined, and are crawling through life as spiritual toddlers rather than studying and learning. He said, for when the time you ought to be teachers, you have need that one teach you again, which is the first principles of the oracles of God, kind of like the ABCs, and are become such as have need of milk and not strong meat. For everyone that uses milk is unskillful in the word of righteousness, for he's a baby or a babe, but strong meat belongs to them that are of full age, even those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. Instead, a teachable teacher understands the joy of Colossians 3.16. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. Those who are strong in grace are strong in character. Hey, our time's up, but I hope that today you have a good day.